shadow banned on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. We are seeing more and more and more. Welcome to the Superhero Academy podcast. I'm your host, Archangel. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a big day. A big, very big day. But before I get to that, first thing I want to say is I don't want to let good be the enemy of great. And, well, I'm, well, kind of notorious for doing that. I'm, I'm actually absolutely horrible. I'm like every freaking artist you've ever met. I never think my shit is good enough. And I'm always finding ways to optimize it. But today, move past that anger, past all the crazy, because there's a, a ton of other crazy going on in the world. And uh, the, the, the episode order is a little bit, you know, I, I just felt like I absolutely had to do something today because today is November 4th. And what that means is it's the day after the, well, fairly, fairly big day in the world. And if you don't know what day I'm talking about, well, what rock are you living under? The day I'm talking about here is American Election Night. Now, where we're at right now, let's be real, we don't know. And looking like uh, Biden might take it, which just so happens to be exactly spot on to the prediction that I made. It just so happens that I made this exact prediction that I believed Biden was going to take the popular vote, which 100% he's going to do. There's no, I don't think there's any ifs or buts about that. There will be no contestion as to whether or not Biden wins the popular vote. And, and I figured Trump would come out and say and declare early victory, but all of a sudden, there'd be a, tw a twist and a turn. And I would say that Republicans thought that too because they were like, oh, mail-in fraud of vote, you know, or mail-in fraud is going to go down. And I'm not going to lie, I've seen a couple of images, a couple of things. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to speculate. They're just a little, they're a little, they're a little weird. There's some, there's some irregularities. I've heard stories about somehow there's potential that there's more people who voted in Wisconsin than there were registered voters. I have no idea if any of this stuff is confirmed. But what I can say is, it's just an interesting day. We're watching WrestleMania 2020 go down. If this year couldn't get any crazier, this is what this is what's going down. I believe this is going to end up in court. This is definitely not going to be a good scenario. I can imagine that maybe on November 5th, you know, remember, remember the 5th of November, we might have some uh, serious intensity play out in the uh, ecosystem that is uh, the boilerplate that is America right now. Or I say boilerplate, but I, well... Well, I mean, maybe dumpster fire, because it's kind of what it looks like. It's kind of what it feels like, at least. But, man, America, you never cease to amaze at how goddamn entertaining WrestleMania 2020 is. This is, this is the fight of all fights right now. This is a very, very, very entertaining time to be alive. Um, it's also a very concerning time to be alive. I mean, look, I watched the stock market, like, plummet, and, and my own stocks, my own performance, just... Phew. But then at the same time, the day of the election, day after... Starting to crush, starting to crush. We're seeing massive gains in all kinds of different categories of, of, of the market, which is kind of cool, kind of cool. I mean, I can't believe, I just, it feels like the world is just bipolar. Is it just me? Because I feel a little bipolar too. And, and, and the reason I feel a little bipolar is just because I'm obsessed, absolutely obsessed, obsessed with the art that I, that I create. And that artist, the art of storytelling, if you haven't figured it out, that's what this podcast is about. I, I break down the stories behind entrepreneurs, creatives, influencers, freelancers. I like to tell stories and then to tell the story behind the story. 
right? Like what, what made this election be so powerful? What made this brand be able to break through the noise and build some big campaign of some kind? And the truth is I've been working diligently at upgrading the podcast in a thousand and one different ways. I mentioned this in the trailer that, you know, we now have the capacity to do a full live stream. I've been working at that and chipping away at that for some time now. Still not there. Still not there. Still don't have all the text message community stuff going yet because I'm still dialing in the process with the people who are behind the camera. And so that's, yo, yo, yo. that's always my, my brother. And... The newest addition to the team, Juliana, who uh, has now come on as kind of the executive assistant, which means that she's going to make sure I keep my shit together, ladies and gentlemen, shit together, which I'm I'm doing okay at, not going to lie. I've had, uh, you know, some bipolar turmoil in my own world. Um, I won't get into the emotional side of things or my, the, the things that go down in my, in my daily life. Um, But I will say that, I don't know, I feel like I've just like timeline shifted into a bunch of different things. But the cool thing I'll say is that this, it feels like I'm emotionally now capable of like dealing with the artist version of myself. It's like, I finally feel like I'm crossing a threshold where I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I feel like powerful enough, confident enough, stable enough, financially stable enough to just like make this my number one priority. And so production processes are, are shifting. Now, if you're watching this, you've already seen elements of it. You're seeing content on Superhero Academy starting to come out, both in written format, in video format, in audio format. We're seeing clips and things coming out. We're seeing the process of this content. Finally, my podcast is actually being streamed to the biggest audience that I have access to, which is Facebook. And you're seeing me double down on things like YouTube, thumbnails, all the production elements and components that make this show, this show, a better and better and better thing. Now, is it perfect? Oh, fuck no. Whose fault is it? It's all Jordan's right fault. Right over here. That's yeah. <laughs> it's all his fault. You guys are looking to point the finger. I point it right over here. Yeah. And just blaming, just blame, just passing the blame on uh, to other people. Um, no, it's my fault. It's maybe my fault. Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just blame everything on Biden or Trump, right? Um, I mean, here's what I'll say. I am constantly in a state of balancing, in the balancing act of my own art done for myself and then teaching my art to either people who are working with me directly where I have to like bring them up to speed and like have them understand the madness that is my art in the first place and then how that, like the the vision that I have for disseminating that art because a story is worth nothing if it's not told. And, it, and, and I don't care anymore about how many people see it. I just care about whether or not it's being told in all platforms. It's like I care about the process more than the actual result of the art. I don't care about the impact of like what people see when they see the just do it in behind me. You know what I mean? I care about like was the process of making that art perfect. Now, I did not make that art. That's my friend Jerm D who made that art, who has been shadow banned. Shadow banned on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. We are seeing more and more and more Brands being shadow banned. And people who are like doing interesting stuff like Brett Weinstein and the Unify 2020 just gets banned, but then all of a sudden reinstated, which is what? He wanted to unify people to come into the center. He wanted to like unify people on both sides of the aisle and like uh, maybe make a fucking third party in America. Wow, what a fucking radical idea. Why don't we ban that? Where did we turn the corner where social media determines what is true or not true? 
where did we turn the corner where we determine what content should be seen or not be seen by other people, right? We have the story of, of, of Hunter Biden's uh, laptop that somehow ends up in a computer repair shop. They write a story about it in the New York Post or whatever the publication is. I'm pretty sure it was the New York Post, correct? New York Post? I think so. Okay. Doesn't matter. We could fact check it, but fuck it. It's one of the, the journals, right? It goes out and censored. Censored across Twitter, censored across Facebook. Now, they're saying it's against community guidelines. Well, why? Did Because it was stolen information, hacked information? Not really. He left the laptop there, became the rightful owner of the, la of the computer repair shop, and that person shared the information. So, look, was it politically motivated? Absolutely. Was it an attack and an employ to try and get more votes for Donald Trump? Absolutely. But who's to say what, what ploy or not ploy, what tactic should or shouldn't be seen? Who's to say what content we should or shouldn't be seen as relevant? Now, I understand the value of fact-checking. I understand the danger of not fact-checking. But I don't know who's fact-checking the fact-checkers. And I know that some real serious shit is going on. I know that a page, for example, called Collective Evolution got fully shadow banned. Now, I say shadow banned because their page is still up. You can go find their page, but all their admins got banned, meaning it's a, there's, there's a, there's a, it's a ghost ban in a sense. They literally made the page vacant, so nobody can post on that Facebook page. Now, we're talking, I don't know exactly what they're at, but we're talking about like millions of followers here, okay? Millions and millions and millions of followers. So this is, this is problematic. This is problematic in my opinion. I'm not sure I wrote Facebook right. Oh, I did. Okay. Let's see. Let's bring this up here, ladies and gentlemen. And I can't wait to get eye surgery, which is going to happen in December, so I can see this real clear. Because right now, I can't see it so hard. So. Oh, we can see it real clear on this screen right oh, now. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just like, I've got to give it a little squint over here to get to get to this page. So, I mean, look, the last post that went out, October 20th, is a pinned post. October 25th. October 25th. It is November 4th, ladies and gentlemen. Now, October 25th, they might have already had posts lined up. So I don't know the exact date that it got banned, but what I can tell you is that it got banned right before the elections. Right before. And with no reason. There's zero warning. No strike. No, you got banned for this reason. Here's where you can contest it. Here's who you can speak to. No, just the owner and some of the other contributors to people who had access, the admins of the page, banned off Facebook. And I'm not talking... Like, oh, like they're restricted, banned. They do not have Facebook accounts anymore. So now they lost all their messages, all their friends. Like that's like being banned from the social circles that it's like being banned from the public forum. Imagine back in the day, you know, I don't know, the Roman Empire, you got banned from showing up at the public gatherings where you can learn about what's going on in Rome or in the city that you're in. That's, that's big. Now, did they get banned from all public forms? No. But at what point do these big platforms become almost like public goods or utilities? They're as important as the internet or electricity in some way, shape, or form. Their business depends on this. Collective Evolution runs a business of real estate attention. So do I. So if I just got banned all of a sudden because I'm talking about this, which is possible, by the way, now all of a sudden maybe I start censoring myself. Maybe I start holding back. Right? I want to talk about the election. I want to talk about like some weird shit that went down, but I'm not sure I should. And that's crazy. 
I find that absolutely crazy. And I'm not trying to be a right-wing conspiracy or a left-wing conspiracy. It's just, I'm just talking about storytelling. I'm talking about our ability to tell stories in an unimpeded way. The freedom of speech that comes with, I don't know, being a Canadian, being an American, being a world citizen, in my opinion, being a human that should, should be a, a, a global right, to just be able to speak what I want to speak and talk about what I want to talk. Now, I understand that if I share a lie, that has impact. But at no point in history were we ever fully capable of stopping sharing lies. You know how many lies created all kinds of things that have gone on in the system? I mean, it's insane. As far as I'm concerned, news has always been a lie. Exactly. That's the whole point. Aren't headlines a spin? Aren't they meant to engineer to get your click? Aren't they, aren't they kind of like baiting you in a particular way, but then it was like, oh, well, the information was kind of a little bit this way, right? So where's the, the truth in this? What line of truth do we have to have? Can we add color? Like, what if I say something that's like my opinion? Might not be true, but it's my opinion. Where's the line? And when that happens, if you cross the line, my guess is that they, they got banned for talking about a letter. A letter. I can't even say the letter anymore because they might get banned. I, or this might, it might not get banned, but it will get shadow banned. Meaning it will go out, but the algorithms will say, see that I talked about this thing. And then they'll take the, the algorithm juice would just be gone. It'd be like putting out like, it's like, it's like serving a dried pear at a dinner at, after, well, that was a horrible example, but you know what I mean, right? So I think what everybody's wondering right now is, uh, is there a way to avoid being shadow banned? What is the red flag for getting shadow banned? We don't know. That's the whole figure this out. That's, that's the whole, well, is the whole thing. We, we have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, we have no idea. Because it, they got banned and or shadow banned for no good reason. In fact, my buddy right back there who made the art that I was talking about earlier, that art, whoop, whoop, just do it. His name's Germ. He's shadow banned. He was getting thousands of views on his Instagram stories and went down to like next to nothing. Like at one point it was like, I was the person who saw his stuff and you had to, to see his stuff, I had to search him. I had to like find him and then click on his stories to see his stories. Same with his posts, same with everything. I'm just no longer seeing his stuff. Now, I think that these bands also fluctuate a little bit where what happens is if you have good behavior, then they start to juice you back up. But to build back up takes time, right? Like if you wanna, let's say you have 200 people viewing your Instagram stories, for you to get from 200 to 300, you have to have really good stories for a good period of time before you start climbing out of that. So if he went from, let's say a thousand views to 50, his capacity, even if they give him back a little bit of juice, maybe he'll get back up to 100, but he's not going to be at 1,000 again. And his business is selling art. His business is storytelling in the form of canvas and paint. And to be banned from the public form upon which he built an entire career is scary. And if he didn't have access to people you know, in his network, people like me, in fact, that can help him through it. And, and if he didn't, if we didn't have other techniques like buying Instagram accounts and doing things that can bring his audience back and that we can kind of like get something going, if I couldn't engineer or growth hack certain things to support him, and if, and if people like me and, and all his customers didn't buy his art, he would be on, on the streets right now in the middle of a pandemic. Where's the humanity in that? Where's the humanity 
in shadow banning people without warning and without capacity to contest it. That's the other thing. Where do I contest it? Who do I speak to? What robot said that I should or shouldn't be doing a particular thing? Now, I understand that there's community guideline people and they, I, they, they, one of these community guideline people I believe went on a podcast with Lex Friedman, who I'm loving his podcast, by the way, right? Really great podcast coming out of Eric Weinstein, uh, Lex Friedman, and Joe Rogan right now. Unbelievable. And I'm not gonna lie, I was also very impressed by Louder Crowder. Now, I'm not necessarily a super right-leaning Republican. I'm not a Republican, I'm a Canadian. I'm from Canada, ladies and gentlemen, but I know a thing or two about American politics because it's, well, the only politics that really matter in Canada because all we do is just follow America. I'm exaggerating. Chill out, NDP followers and liberal voters and conservative voters in Canada, Green Party, if you're Green Party. What I'm trying to say is American politics is something I know more about. Canadian politics, meh, kind of boring. Like if, if American politics is WrestleMania 2020, Canadian politics is like amateur wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of like the Teletubbies over here or something, you know, if, if we have to compare it to some other type of clown show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's another, it, I mean, yeah. We're, we're, it's, look, we've got some crazy stuff going on in our politics too. There's some interesting things definitely happening, but it, it's, it's a very interesting time without a doubt. Um, and the reason I'm saying this all is because at the end of the day, I'm doubling down on attention real estate. That's what this show is about. This show is a longer format show, but that's being brought forward or brought together in a thousand and one different ways. And it is going, it's meant to be clipped. It's meant to go out onto these social platforms. But in a way, it feels like I'm building something on, on I, I can hear that knocking. Is somebody knocking on the front door? So do you want to check? Go for it. Um, interruption where somebody's knocking potentially at the front door. No? Nope. Maybe they're just knocking on the wall. False alarm. That's the shadow ban police. The shadow police, yeah. yeah. They, they came and That are an and, angry and neighbor. Actually, the shadow just came in and you just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Hide your kids. Hide your Instagram <laughs> accounts. <laughs> um, where was I? I don't even know. Uh, about attention real estate. Oh, right? yes, attention real estate. Attention real estate. Well, look, I'm ramping a lot of my wealth, and I say wealth in dollars and cents, but also in time and energy, um, into perfecting this art of storytelling, but, but perfecting it from the perspective, again, not that the content is perfect, not that my voice or my character is perfect, but I am getting better and better and better at that, number one, and number two, the process of... Production to distribution in full being very, very, very effective and efficient. And I'm constantly trying new things. Constantly doing more and more and more new things to make that more and more and more powerful. And that's just, well, it's just, it's, it's a process. It's a process that I have to learn and engage in. It's a process that I need to find ways to kind of do more with. And it's just... It's difficult. It requires an enormous amount of patience and an enormous amount of consistency. And it comes with so many fucking little fucking details. Little things that you find in the like, oh, you have to do this gimmick to make Adobe Premiere work and then it crashed. And you have to do this in Photoshop and this on this thing and this and that thing. 
So I, I promised to get a little bit meta with this over time. And uh, Juliana and I discussed today uh, a little bit about us making more written content, making more audio content that's not going to be on this podcast, but that will live on our blog and then have video and audio versions exist as well. And they will end up on our YouTube channel as well. So this is, you want to see how the sausage is made? I can use a Gary V term here. You want to see how, we, how we're doing this? We'll show you. We'll show you and we'll show you for free because Superior Academy is always intended to become an online education platform, but also a free online education platform. So this is my, my way of sharing what I've learned about it, the attention economy and what I've learned about human psychology and storytelling online. But to do that in an environment where I don't know what I can and cannot say, where I don't know if I'm building this on a foundation of sand, that's difficult. And that's why I'm choosing to be multi-platformed. That's why the process is the art in this scenario too. Because I can't just rely on Instagram like my buddy Germ did. Right? I can't just build in one place or one storytelling format. I have to get into all places. Now, is it possible I end up shadow band or band like uh, an Alex Jones was? Yeah, I guess so. I might, maybe I go to the, de to the depths of that. If I get to that level, if they ban me across all social media platforms, I said some shit. And I said some deep truths too, though. Right? And that's, and that's the scary thing. That's the scary thing about what's going on. We don't know what's going on. There are some weird things that happen. Weird things happen in the elections. There's also weird things happening in data. There's weird things happening in the attention economy. There's weird things happening everywhere you look. And the more that we understand that this is now mainstream, right? That this is where people's attention is. And the further that we are secluded, the further we are working from home, the further that we are in like a COVID pandemic, like lockdown scenario, regardless of where you are in the world. See, I even say COVID pandemic and it literally my brain thinks, man, are they gonna like, like re reduce my reach because I said COVID? Maybe, maybe because they see that there's three people in one shot. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Is this illegal? Is it legal? Well, technically it's legal because we live at the same address. Legally. Yeah, I said that, Monsieur Legault. What are you going to do about it? SPVM. What are you going to do? Okay? No, but seriously. It, there's, there's just... There's, this has just become so powerful that we need to show up here. And all of me needs to show up. And so the update for me on a more personal level is that I've been focused a lot on my health and wellness as well. I knew that if I was going to get really consistent in my content production capacity, if I was going to get really consistent in being a leader again, if I was going to build a team again and not isolate for a long time because it, it's almost by, by if it, I think it's January 6th or 8th, I will have been in Montreal for an entire year straight. And I've decided that I think that's what I'm going to get. I'm, gonna, I'm not going anywhere until then. And that's unheard of for me. But what it did is it inspired me to be just very, 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 very different. And to take my health and wellness seriously. 
Now, am I perfect at it? No, but I've been doing really well. I've been working with a personal trainer. I've taken on a body challenge. I started with a 40 days, but really I knew I was going to go to 100 right away. I'm in the beginning of that second 30 days or that, that second period which is that that's, you know, after 40 days is now done, the 30 day period is going to happen. And then there'll be another tranche of 30 days. It gets me to the end of the year because I started on September 21st, a very sacred day in my world because it's the equinox. And it seems to be a time of year where I always take on these crazy challenges. It's when I like step into like just, you know, doing something a little bit different. And the last, and last year I went and did ayahuasca. Now you're going to ban me for saying that too. What, what, what can I say? What can I talk about here, ladies and gentlemen? But I promise you that I'm, I'm going to talk about my truth. I'm going to talk about the truth that I experience, the truth that I'm feeling, the things that I'm seeing, the lens that I get to see things in because I see a lot behind the story, right? I know that most New York Times bestsellers, not I'm going to say most, but many New York Times bestsellers don't always hit that naturally. They have hacks and tips and tricks. I know that people fucking engineer a lot of the shit that's going on, and I'm one of those people. Maybe you saw this because of something I engineered. Maybe that's how you got to this very episode or to this podcast. So I want to break that down. I want to share that. And if I'm going to share that, I have to be at the best of myself. And the best of myself, I used to think, meant the most amount of impact, the most amount of business, the most amount of everything else. But the truth is that it's through an integrated character where all of me shows up that that's what I believe is now and it's not even what I believe, it's now what I, I know and I always knew, but now I feel. Now it's like deeply rooted and integrated within me. And so I have a thousand and one reasons to be sad. I have a thousand and one reasons to be happy. I'm incredibly lucky. I'm also privileged. And I also work my fucking ass off. You want to say something? I was going to say you're privileged because you have a team right here. But also, uh, I'm kind of curious, maybe for the audience or maybe for myself, because we see somebody who's so successful. And I guess many people might ask, like, what does growth look like? What does growth feel like? And how do you, you know, keep pushing yourself in terms of, you know, setting new boundaries or setting new goals? Well, I, I mean, I'm flattered that you think I'm successful. Uh, I don't, I don't feel successful. Let's say that. I was just being nice anyways. (laughs) Um, I don't always feel successful. You know, I, I did this 40 day body challenge and I got like a lot of responses, of course, from women, of course, too. Right. But in general, men and women. And I honestly felt like I was like, I've maybe about went 50, 60% of the way I could have gone. I'm like 50 or 60% happy with what I was able to accomplish for 40 days. And I think anybody looking from the outside is like, wow, what are you fucking, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Like you're crushing it right now. And I don't feel that way. And that's partially the art. Now I feel better about it than I would have in the past. And that's where growth happens. See, to me, growth is is a method of, it's a progression. It's like we get there over time somehow. But I, I don't experience it in the same way. I don't experience it in the same way that most people 
do, I guess, which is that they create a very specific goal and then they try and get to that goal and, and that their happiness is tied in that goal. I, I think I have a more complex view of my success and a more complex view of how I go about things because I'm a very complex macro person. Because I'm building ecosystems, I measure progress or success in very small incremental growths, but in many categories. And, and I measure it in some level of consistency and some level of like thrival or survival of the ecosystem rather than, oh, I'm doing really good financially or I'm doing really whatever, in, you know what I mean? Like, because I think a lot of people just like categorize in one thing and they could say, yeah, you're really successful. Um, and I think I am being successful. But for me, the success is just now measured in like, do I show up in the fullest version of me? Am I trying to be better than the person I was yesterday? That's success to me. That's where I can measure that. Um, and I've started to make different metrics of that. And that shifted with my priority shift. My priority shift really has gone from a shift of impact and business to a shift of intimacy and wellness and health and happiness and joy. And impact and business is important, um, but it's not nearly as important as it is for me to, to like feel the weight of what I'm creating and doing and to feel intimate with it not only as a process, but then with the people with that process to like really ask questions and like get curious to even involve and remove elements of my ego. Like in the past, my ego would have been like, no, this show is about me and all the cameras point to me. You know what I mean? In a weird way, not like, not really. Like I always have guests, but it's nice to have other people behind. And that's, and that's a huge piece of what has created my success over time. I know that I'm successful only because of other people's effort and the opportunity they gave me. Now, it's also opportunity that I showed up and said, hey, here's the value I can create for you. Or it's money that I got by creating value that I then hired people with. But the, the shift that I'm making is a character shift. It's going from the martyr or the hero, the James Bond-like or the Batman-like characters that I used to embody, that I used to idolize, to now a more balanced kind of methodology, more balanced flow between the warrior, the magician, the lover, and the king. And I would even add one, which is like the, the creator. Now, the magician is sometimes that creator, that is given that creative, you know, flow. But I think your creator for me is even like a very specific character. It's a character, I embody a particular character when I get on this camera in a way, but not really. I used to more so. Now this is very much who I am. You know, I don't think that when I was talking earlier and I was talking to my brother and, and Juliana here behind the scenes, I don't, I don't know that I was embodying a different character. Yes, now I speak with a little bit more pause. I understand that there's a microphone here and that it has impact. And when I, when I speak a little bit different, well, you feel it a little bit different, right? You hear it in the microphone a little bit different and I understand that. And even shifting cameras, I understand that. I understand the impact of what I'm creating and doing because I've gotten refined within that. But you're still hearing from the true me. And the kind of questions and the, the, the ways that I want to bring on the guests, like the reason I paused the podcast during the pandemic was because I, I really wanted to do it in person. And I really wanted to get to the point where I'd also be able to do solo casts like this. And I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel emotionally stable enough. I wasn't being supported enough by uh, partners, 
by uh, coworkers or just by the process. And I was just wasn't happy with the full spectrum of my art. So I took a break, took a break. I crushed it, doing amazing, a thousand one different ways. In fact, doing so amazing, I focused mainly on the farm, which was the plan. Because not only am I in the digital attention real estate game, I'm actually in the physical real estate game. That's what a large portion of what I do because I'm actually also a full-time farmer. We planted 27,000 garlic in the ground at our farm. And I say we because it's not just me. Our farm is a community. It's a space where people can come and literally build their farm and their practice and their career and their brand and their story as well. So that's a, that's a process. That's a process that I'm excited about. That's a process that is an extension of what I do over and over and over again in every category. I build ecosystems. I understand community. I understand the dynamics between a tomato plant and a basil plant and asparagus, for example. Well, that builds a nice little ecosystem. Or you want to talk about permaculture? There's the three sisters are super, are super famous, right? They're super well-known and talked about. So there's, there's ecosystem design within this, and that carries through in what I do in the field, and that carries through in what I do in this field. See, this is a playground for me. This is a place where I get to show up and just share my expression or share my art. My art is storytelling. Lots of little subtleties to this art. There's, it's not a mistake. Not a mistake that certain things are here, right? It's not a mistake that there's a subscribe sign there. That it's just subtly planting. Oh, maybe, maybe you want to hit subscribe because if you got all the way this far, maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to smash a like button. Maybe I should put a little like thumbs up in the background here, right? Maybe I should like subtly enter into the art of storytelling in deeper ways through things like color and imagery scenes, shifting dynamic cameras, team, right? Share screens, shoot screens where I can bring in information. This is all real estate that I'm playing with. And I've understood real estate online and how to make content, how to surf the waves of content in a very powerful way. And so I'm coming out with free mini courses, one on the four H's, of, and pillars of content production and content distribution and storytelling online. That's what I'm doing. The four H's of storytelling online are now coming out and that's going over the four types of content that I believe people can go and do. And you know where the goddamn link is gonna be for that, right, ladies and gentlemen? You know where that link is. I don't need to tell you. It's a free mini course. Just go fucking click it and go learn because if you got this far, you're interested in storytelling, ladies and gents. But I'm going to put out more stuff. I'm going to put out more resources and more time and more energy into telling stories and supporting people like you to tell your story because your story matters. And it doesn't matter to everyone. It doesn't, that's okay. It's not supposed to. It doesn't, it's not meant to, but it matters to you and it matters to the people who like you and who want to like you, who haven't yet discovered you but need to hear your message. And the landscape has gotten only harder to do that. Right, to try and get a story out and during the, the frenzy that was the elections is difficult. Right? I was trying to get something published on Business Insider and, and they're like, yeah, we'll publish it after the elections. Yeah, thanks. You know what I mean? So, so there, there are challenges out there, but there are ways to break through the noise and that noise is hard to penetrate if, unless you understand the recipe. Right? It's like if I had to make pasta from scratch but I knew nothing about all the ingredients that went into pasta, it would, be very, it would take me a long time to figure that one out. 
And imagine I had to grow the food to make pasta and then I had to test all that stuff. Think about that. <coughs> it's a process. I promise that wasn't a COVID cough. It's, it's not popular. Not popular to cough in 2020. I'm, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Terribly sorry. But, but you're listening to this audio or YouTube. You're, you're totally safe. Don't worry. Hopefully you have your mask on inside. Yes, if you didn't see that and you're listening to the audio version, that was an eye roll, ladies and gentlemen. Um, won't get into that, though. Um, I, just, I just believe that it is time that somebody dissects the stories. And I've, I've just, I've recognized my niche. I made a video about it. The last video I made were one of my Hero's Journeys type videos where I went to this triplet conference. And I'm, I'm going to make a whole show about it. I'm making a whole school about it. I've made the school about it. I've made hundreds and hundreds of hours of content talking about the nuances of all the little details. And I still have more to do. So that's what's coming your way, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I want to say. If you got this far, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. Leave a question. Say something. Let me know you're alive. Let me know you got here. And if you do, I promise you, it will only create more value for you. Because if I know who's listening, then I'm going to answer your questions in the future. Your direct questions. And I charge a pretty penny to do that, ladies and gentlemen. So hit subscribe. Because I'll remember who does. I'll remember who does leave a rating on I, Apple, iTunes, whatever. Apple Podcasts, whatever the name is now. They're constantly shifting this crazy thing. Um, let me know. Let me know who you want to have on as a guest. I am capable of now doing a remote guests. So I will have some big names. Names you for sure recognize. Maybe you don't. But big names coming on. And some big names coming in person. Because this season, well, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. It's very interesting. It's very fun. And it's fun for me. Finally, it's fun for me. Not going to lie, I was frustrated right before this podcast, though. Mainly because I was like, oh, I'm producing all this other shit. And we're just like, no, it's not quite dialed. But I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm aiming for like 90, the 95th percentile right now. 100%, I'll get there. We'll see you at the top of our ladies and gentlemen. See you in the next episode.